Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy A giant asteroid is heading towards Earth threatening an extinction-level event <laughs> That is, of course, unless it can be destroyed before colliding Holy shit Oh wow! Our, sorry, our little uh, uh, small yeah, hometown sorry. just had three cops chasing a motorcycle. Yeah, oh, we're on a, like a little back street, so it's super weird. Huh. All right, let's try that one again. They know the asteroid <laughs> is coming for them. I was like, "Why are they circling the house?" Oh my god, Heidi, Heidi, splash the sash. Anyway. All right, let's see. <laughs> Keep rolling. Keep rolling. All right. A giant asteroid is heading towards Earth, threatening an extinction-level event. That is, of course, unless it can be destroyed before colliding. What do we do? Any ideas? Seriously, any ideas will be heard. <laughs> this is Armageddon's Impact. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And with us is Amanda. Amanda, care to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Amanda. I have two podcasts. The main one is Amanda's Picture Show A Go Go, a movie podcast. And then I also have Culture Pop A Go Go. Excellent. Excellent. And welcome to Doppelganger Month, uh, where we go over movies that uh, were released very close to one another and are basically the same movie <laughs> in a way. Easily interchangeable. <laughs> At least, you know, from a plot, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh,. I guess first off, care for a beverage, sweetie? Yes, I'm far too sober for this. <laughs> Amanda, do you have a beverage handy? I do. I have a beverage ready to go. Ooh, what is it? Well, I I mixed a drink for myself. Ooh. It's because uh, I don't do beer. Beer makes me ill. So I uh -huh. mixed uh, <laughs> a bit of a, I don't know, a, a float of so Not a float. I don't know. I made a mudslide, kind of. I have... Bailey's, Kahlua, oh. vodka, and ice cream. Oh, wow. Excellent. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yes. You know, I th you're actually our very first uh, fellow podcast host who has not been drinking Captain Morgan. That's right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we Apparently don't... Apparently <laughs> that's uh, very big in the community. <laughs> yeah, we don't have Captain Morgan. I'm, I'm partial to vodka myself, but if I am drinking uh, rum, I usually do Kraken. All right. Ooh, Good choices. Good. Good black rum. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll start off uh, on our end with uh, something from Deschutes Brewing. It's the Pacific Wonderland Lager, which is, uh, I guess, kind of their summer lager they have out right about now. Mm -hmm. um, sweetie, you got a cup ready? I do have my cup. All right. Just pop the top here. Oh, my top. <laughs> and the pour. All right. That is a beautiful beverage. Mm-hmm. 
that is super, super, super clear. It's kind of a, it's a straw color with a white frothy head, but a little bit of hoppiness coming off that. Well, a lot of hoppiness for a lager, but uh, yeah, kind of gentle hoppiness. Steve's going in for a sip. Oh no. Oh no, the look on his face. Ah! ah! No, actually, he looks like he's enjoying it. Mmm. That is I... pretty good. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> a little hoppy for a standard lager. A little bit of pine in there. Mm-hmm. Some but citrus, delightful. but yeah, mostly pine. Yeah, not, not overpowering. A little malty. Yeah, delightful beverage. How's your beverage, Amanda? It is delicious. Excellent. Nice and smooth all the way down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Steve, I might need an ice cream after this. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got me thinking like, you know, you know go really good with this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, what do you say we start off with? Uh, Deep Impact. <laughs> sure. Okay with the lesser of the uh, shoe. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, now, Steve it, got strong arguments online that it was the better of the two. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, there's people that are like, oh, yeah, this is the better movie than Armageddon. Um, I say gonna, I say we go with it first just because it came out first, technically. That's okay. That's the reason I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm going to argue people who try and justify Deep Impact is better than Armageddon have not seen the movie since they came out possibly true. that's my argument yeah, yeah but because uh, i watched them yeah. both today and yeah. <laughs> oh, such a trooper <laughs> you need that drink girl yeah gosh that's like five five hours right <laughs> yeah, well, pretty long. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah deep impact came out in may of 1998 uh comes from director mimi letter or leader maybe um apparently they did tv episodes for like china beach uh, other movies were The Peacekeeper, the George Clooney and Nicole Kidman one. This, Pay It Forward, and then uh, more TV stuff like ER, Shameless, and The Leftovers. Hmm. Um, ER makes sense yeah. considering some of the cast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. George Clooney was all over. Wait, no. Leaves <laughs> <laughs> well, in The Peacemaker, yeah. Uh, this movie stars uh, Robert Duvall, uh, Tia Leone, Elijah Wood, Morgan Ugh. Freeman. Vanessa Redgrave, James Cromwell, John Favreau, uh, like Dubray Scott, Kurtwood Smith, good old Red. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty star-studded cast. I mean, I was actually surprised. Uh, truth be told, this was actually my first time watching Deep Impact. I had seen <laughs> clips here and there, but somehow I'd always avoided it on TBS and stuff, though thanks to like tbs and tnt i've seen armageddon like a thousand times but this was <laughs> this was my first time actually watching deep impact and uh well um what, what, what do you ladies think about the movie well steve i just had a realization i don't think my deep dark movie secret has come out on this podcast in my very deep deep-seated fear of a certain actor and i was a trooper and put up with this movie oh wow <laughs> I have an illogical fear of Elijah Wood. <laughs> he is horrifying to me. <laughs> and he's in this movie a lot. He really is. Uh, I mean... Well, and, and it's not an illogical fear, especially if you've seen Sin City. No, but it's illogical <laughs> in that I became afraid of him during The Good Son, and he was yeah, the good one. He was the good one, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Elijah Wood. Oh, th- thank you for being strong. <laughs> But I just realized that I don't think that's come out on this podcast before. (laughs) That I avoid Elijah Wood movies at all costs. That's true, yeah. I think this is uh, Elijah's debut in our, what, 75th episode, I guess this is? Wow. Amanda, thoughts on Elijah Wood being the creepiest actor of all time? (laughs) Um, Well, I've always liked Elijah Wood. 
since he was a kid, <laughs> like a child actor. Like I remember him yeah, in like, uh, Huck Finn. Oh yeah, yeah, way right. way back in the horror version. Or uh, <laughs> Back to the Future too. <laughs> oh, you gotta use your hands. That's a baby's <laughs> toy. <laughs> You don't remember that? I, I blocked it out. Oh, it's, it's, when he's, it's when he's in the future. In the, anyway. Yeah. That's for another podcast. <laughs> he's listed on IMDb as Video Game Boy in Back to the Future 2. Ooh. Uh, but <laughs> Not a bad Yeah, one. I really, I, I remember loving him in The Adventures of Huck Finn growing up. Uh, and then I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, so. Oh, man. Yeah. I have nothing against the Lord of the Rings except for all of the scenes with Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Which thankfully is only half of it. <laughs> there, there, there's a good half of it that's just Gandalf running away from things. <laughs> Something bad is coming. I must go. <laughs> yeah. So deep impact. <laughs> How many minutes are we getting a drink? <laughs> Alright, so this movie starts. Um, oh. Yes, right. it started. Also, so, Taylor Leone was in this movie. Ah! Oh, yeah. And as we discussed on our very heated Which Jurassic Park is Worse episode, <laughs> we agreed Taylor Leone is the most obnoxious part of pretty much any film. Amanda? I, I don't hate Taylor Leone, but I don't know. She just kind of seems like she's there in this movie. And I feel like they're trying to make her, like, the emotional center of this film. Yeah, like like the every person? Yes. And like, oh, you know, you can side with her because she's got daddy issues. And, (laughs) you know, for some reason, she's not getting ahead at work. But look, magically she is now because she figured (laughs) out what Ellie means. And yeah, uh, which is yeah, so, she, well, well, yeah. No, she didn't really find out. She kind of just magically stumbled upon got, it after the president basically threatened to have her killed. But uh, <laughs> so wait, wait, so so Emmett, you brought up a good point. She's supposed to be the emotional center of this film, except for she forgot to have any emotions during yeah. this film. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, she's just I, boring. I, I, I have to. I have to interject here because we're missing a very important thing, which was that opening scene where the comet's discovered. <laughs> you mean the most sc- the scariest part of the scene when we discover the Elijah Woods in the <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, mean, <laughs> you mean the climactic <laughs> <laughs> when, when When Izzy's attention was fully peaked and didn't let go of the rest of the show. No. Yeah, I believe we were watching it and I got really quiet and Steve's like, holy shit, is that Elijah Wood? And I'm like, yes! Yes, it is. <laughs> so had you seen like, this are, before, are Izzy? Sure? I have, yeah. Okay. I watched this uh, probably a couple years after it came out when it was like on TV because, mm. I don't know, our local channel in my little hometown played a lot of like weird movies at like 3 o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Armageddon's way more fun, but we'll get to that yes. later. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, the fun part about the discovery thing is, uh, yeah, the little kid dis- Elijah Wood discovers it with his teacher in class, mm-hmm. and then we're transported to Tucson, where there's the observatory. You forgot when his teacher murders a jeep in a fiery ball of flames. Oh, I would say that was the most well, no, ridiculous that, explosion. Yeah, well, that, well, that was the thing. That's why I wanted to bring up the whole thing was because oh. I was like, oh, okay, he's obviously driving while on his cell phone and all that, and the other guy's driving while what was he doing? Like eating or drink, drinking. drinking Jolt Cola? That's right, mm-hmm. good old Jolt Cola. And I was like, okay, this is gonna go well. 
And it's like, okay, this is gonna be a crash. Nope, right off the end, and then super fucking Michael Bay explosion. <laughs> <laughs> like, instantly. Uh-huh. I, I was watching it tonight, and my mother-in-law was sort of watching it with me, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, why was that the biggest explosion ever? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I almost expected, like, that big explosion and fireball, and then, like, the title card, Deep Impact, to, like, beat over the still burning Jeep or whatever he was in. And it was like, yeah, it's that kind of movie. Oh, you guys didn't realize John Woo did the special effects for this movie? <laughs> and then doves flew out of it, and it was great. Yeah, except uh, that was, like, the most so, yeah, action-packed that, that was, part of the movie. That got my attention right off the bat. <laughs> uh. So then we're introduced to... Uh, Leone as a news reporter uh, what was her name? Jenny? Jenny Lerner. Who easily could have been replaced with a Stick Stickly from the old Nickelodeon cartoons ah! during the summer. Popsicle <laughs> Stick with Google has glued on it. If you don't know who Stick Stickly is Google it right now. <laughs> oh my god, Stick Stickly. Yeah, he kids coming up next on Nicktoons. He had way he has way more emotion in his face than Taleone's entire performance. <laughs> It's definitely more personality. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, she works at uh, MSNBC, and she's like a basically she like a gopher, or like a production assistant or something. But um, she's trying to. She's been there about two years. Wants to immediately go to like anchor. Like, oh yeah, there's an anchor position opening up. And of course, they're like, uh, no, you got to put in like a decade plus. Right. Laura Innes is like, no, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> it's like, no, that's my territory, girl. <laughs> Get Bitch, back in line. <laughs> um, By the way, this is where we were quoting uh, Bojack Horseman. Amanda, I don't know. Have you seen Bojack? I haven't. It's been recommended to me, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I highly recommend it. But there's a great scene where. Uh, Are you watching MBC, MSNBC? Well, I don't remember falling on my remote and it turning the the TV to MSNBC and then being me, me being too injured to pick up said remote so that I could change it from MSNBC. So no, why would I have my TV on MSNBC? <laughs> <laughs> that seemed like such a weird reference in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's weirdly specific for how vague the rest of the movie is, right? My, yes. My guess is it was it was probably brand new. Uh, and willing to pay and, for and, and, the spot. and willing to pay for a little endorsement or something, which yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, I just looked um, it up. MSNBC launched in July of 1996. So, hmm. oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah less than less than two years. Yeah, probably right. In, oh my gosh, we may be onto something, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But through her reporting and whatnot, she uh, finds a what was a congressman or a speaker or something. Um, Secretary of Defense or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, secretary somewhere in the cabinet uh, is involved with an Ellie, and oh my gosh, are they having an affair? They, they he just immediately resigned, and she's she confronts him on his boat, him and his son to uh, daughter, invest- da- yeah, daughter, or, oh daughter, oh that's right, right. daughter <laughs> whose name right. was Lily, and for a second I was like, wait, is his yeah, daughter's he, name also? Ellie? Yeah, what the hell is happening? I, I had that exact same reaction, <laughs> <laughs> like. Go back because he was like, uh, go back on the boat or go go back to the car, Lily. I'm like, wait, what? 
what was what was her name? Uh, <laughs> is this going to get really dark really quick? <laughs> Steve, the deep impact actually is uh, the deep impact on oh her no. emotional psyche. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's my daddy, Grandpa. Uh, you know, something like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I can be dark. You guys no, are go, talking go about Sir James Cromwell. How dare you? <laughs> Amanda, you listen to our show. I'm the one who usually takes it dark. Feel free to go as dark as me, too. <laughs> I'm the one who uh, gives Bambi's parents a divorce. So. <laughs> By the way, that was our first confirmed spit take. <laughs> uh, but and and so yeah, with the very vague pronoun game that they play, he's basically like, "Wouldn't you want to just spend time with your family if you knew what was going on?" Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with her. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And so we go to the next scene uh, where she's. Oh my gosh! She's like, on the she's f- meeting up. I I, I remember somewhere or in I there she think she met she, with she, somebody before she went to James Cromwell because that was the woman who dropped the name Ellie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, his like a... secretary or yeah. something, right? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyway, doesn't yeah, matter. He gets Ellie, uh, and then she meets up in a kitchen in a basement somewhere. Well, first uh, the like, FBI see, try to run her off the freaking highway. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. They picked her up and oh my gosh, I'm I was thinking so much about this movie. I'm like, why? Is, <laughs> why are they ramming her? And then the car showed no damage. Yeah. Well, you can just honk the horn and get her attention if that's what your your end goal is, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they uh, basically ask her to get in the back of the car, take her off, put two in her head. Movie's over. No. Um, <laughs> Asteroid destroys the earth. All is well. <laughs> Elijah Wood and Tally O'Neill have been wiped from our memories. Uh, but yeah, they take her to like a hotel kitchen somewhere. This mysterious guy is just kind of like asking her questions like, what do you know about the situation? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, what do you know about Ellie? Yeah, we know about I know enough. Blah, blah, blah. Then President Morgan Freeman comes walking down the hallway and instantly I'm like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Steve's back in. <laughs> like, Morgan Freeman is the president? Sold. <laughs> and he and he's basically like, well, you know this. <laughs> if you know about LA, you know too much. <laughs> in, in this is the start of the horrible Morgan Freeman impersonation. <laughs> All you have uh, to you know about LA. Uh, I guess we can go public with it in a couple of hours. And she's like, oh, I want the exclusive rights. Huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. But we can get you a seat right up front. <laughs> yeah, I like how he's like, wait, you want? She's like, uh, yeah. may I? Uh, may I? Exactly. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> uh, it's like I'm in fifth grade and like my teacher's going, uh, can you? Or wh- how should you ask that? That's right. May I? <laughs> like, uh. Mother, may, may I? Please, sir. May, may I ask the first question? <laughs> and then he just walks away, not even answering. Or, or no, he's, he's like, I'll see you on Thursday. As the Secret Service guys start going, Hail to the chief, because you know you should be hailing. <laughs> I am the chief, so you better hail like crazy, you bastards. <laughs> Can but, we watch my fellow Americans instead of this movie? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, shortly after that, I, I, I'm sure they throw in things about Elijah Wood and his uh, young romance in here, but I don't have it on my notes yeah, because it's uh, not important. They're 16. 
or something. Yeah. They're in love, and I don't give a flying fuck about the relationship. No. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Amanda. No, that is fine. I, I, hey, I cuss all the time on my podcast, too. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I just, oh my, yeah, I know we'll get to it, but there's so much about their quote unquote relationship that I was just like, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh my God, there's a montage later on. That yeah. uh, just, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so so I'm just gonna say the whole just on the Elijah Wood, whatever the blonde's name is, Lily Romance Sobieski. Yeah. There we go. I'm I, I'm putting my hatred of Elijah Wood aside. Not hatred, fear, whatever <laughs> aside. <laughs> they I don't care about a sixteen year old sixteen year olds in love. I just don't. And why a like two hour movie devote so much time to it. I don't understand. I thought it was I thought it was a good little uh, good little trick they played having the kids discover it and then thinking that the kid was one of the researchers who died in the car accident. Like yeah. that was a fun little thing. It should have just ended there. I don't know if they thought because he found it like again maybe that was supposed to be like oh, you're going to feel with him because he's going to be your eyes into a normal person who's experiencing this. Yeah, like with the martial law and like all the other stuff that well, well, we'll get to all that. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, all the other stuff yeah, the like hey, you need the perspective. Like, oh, you're famous now. Yeah. You're gonna get laid. Uh, see, oh, see that part was cute. And if it ended there, after like, hey, they named the asteroid that's gonna kill us all after you. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, you're gonna get so laid. If it just kind of phased him out of the movie there, I think it would have been great. But they kept pushing it, and they kept trying to just wedge this thing down my throat that I didn't want. <laughs> and I can speak from experience; that is not a good thing. To That's my husband, folks. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> off that topic. Then we get the uh, the first of many great little speeches and stuff from Morgan Freeman at the press conference, where basically he's uh, several months ago we discovered there was a comet, and uh, since then we've been building the world's largest spacecraft in conjunction with the Russians. Oh, we didn't talk about what LE stands for. Oh, oh my God, that's right. How could I forget <laughs> the 1998 she... internet, oh, internet search? Right, she has to Google it before Google. Oh no, yeah, it's pre-Google. I'm pretty sure that was like uh, GoFetch or one of those old-timey ones. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Wasn't Zynga? Didn't Zynga used to have one? Oh yeah, yeah Ask Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> what is Ellie? Uh, Ellie DeGeneres ex- is a comedian. <laughs> oh no! Ella DeGeneres is on her way! Everybody run! Uh, so it's E-L-E, Extinction Level, level Event. Exactly. And I, being a huge Busta Rhymes fan, totally expected one of the internet researchers to pull up his new album that came out that same year called E-L-E, Extinction Level <laughs> And I was like, there's the tie-in with Def Jam. <laughs> the president is actually funding Def Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It all makes sense now. That's a much more interesting movie. <laughs> well, and somewhere in there, isn't that when Taylioni like meets with her dad and her stepmom, who is her age? Yes. Which is yeah, that whole thing was kind of weird too. There's like a whole. <laughs> Do we care about? There's her her dad, who's like. German slash Israeli. Okay, it's Maximilian Shell plays him. 
He yeah. is from Austria. I don't understand how Taya Leone came from a British woman and an Austrian right? man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was kind of trying to piece together too. And it's like, maybe she's adopted, but that's why. <laughs> that's why she has no emotions. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say about our orphan system, sweetie? <laughs> I'm I'm just saying it's harsh. <laughs> it's a, it has its effects on people. No. But yeah, that yeah, that was an awkward little scene. And, and, yeah, what and is I, his nationality supposed to be in this movie? I, or his accent what is his accent supposed to be? I I mean I think it's it, just his it, it, natural he's Austrian. But I'm, I, I've seen many a Schwarzenegger movie, and that didn't come off as an Austrian accent. <laughs> oh my god, what if Arnold Schwarzenegger played her father? Oh, this movie immediately gets an extra star. <laughs> and, and that's just like he's in like four scenes the entire movie, and he's yeah. talking to Tia, and he's like, You will you, remember oh, your you, depictions. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jenny, do you remember the night, the day on the beach when I took this picture? <laughs> there is mom in this picture. She's behind the camera. I don't remember that. Get to the chapel. <laughs> oh my god, that would have made perfect sense during the scene when she should have gotten to the chapel. Anyway, we're getting ahead with the chopper talk. Yeah. Sorry. I know we haven't even gotten to the astronauts. Yeah. We're the astronauts. Yeah. So, or the Messiah. Or the, yeah, oh I was going to say, the, the, the name of this largest spaceship ever is the Messiah, which I'm like, hmm, okay. A little uh, too on the nose. Morgan Freeman's ushering in the Messiah. It's almost like another movie. <laughs> Bruce Almighty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he basically lets the public know that I'm freezing prices on everything. Where everything's going to be perfectly normal. Go about, go to your jobs. Go about your daily lives. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, bullshit. That is never going to happen. No. I do have to say, oh, I, I like your strange rumbling in the background. There'd be a cat purring directly into the oh. mic. Caster, do you have any opinions on this movie? Oh, yeah, just a blank just, stare. Just some purrs. Doll's eyes. <laughs> doll's eyes. Uh, I do like uh, that Morgan Freeman's president is at least like intelligent. Yes, and I mean, well, especially right now with how things are in the U.S. So, it's, what are you talking about? I mean, what could you possibly be referring to, Amanda? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like to say his yeah. name, but... Uh, he sh- who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> the great, uh, you know, Cheeto Voldemort. So, <laughs> I do like that Morgan Freeman's president can be like, here's science, and I understand it. Yeah. yeah no, he seems, oh, he like, the, reasonable had, that way. Yes, he had, like, the, 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 uh, like the little show showing off like what the plan was and everything too or like yeah the, like illustration video to go along with it and i'm like oh very well done <laughs> the only thing i didn't buy about morgan freeman's president and it's by no fault of his own but there are several scenes where he's like addressing the nation in like a polo shirt and the president would never do <laughs> that, that. that's true. just not something the president would do yeah and it just like it did weirdly pull me out of it because i'm just like bullshit on that sweater sir <laughs> Yeah. I also like uh, like with the speech when it's like uh, it was named the Wolf Beaterman Comet after the discoverers blah 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 and then Elijah Woods like kind of like me watching this movie like instantly like wait I'm paying attention now everybody be quiet that <laughs> <laughs> you just exploded in a place of glory and you're like wait that's I like how in the background his dad's like 
they just said our last name. Yeah. And then there's like another scene that's like, he just said it again. <laughs> like the dad's like, why on earth would that happen? And then instantly like people are showing up at his door thinking he's the coolest thing ever. Well, because they say, uh, Morgan Freeman originally says like the discoverers of the comet di- the, died in a, uh, in a car accident. So yeah, it's true. Um, they all thought maybe Elijah Wood had suddenly dropped dead or something. <gasps> And, and I really was hoping. And, and his ghost, had, yeah, say, and his ghost has been going to school for the past couple of months. No, no, because no, they thought that because no. um, the the original professor who dies in the fiery ball of flames writes Wolf Biederman on the disc, and then he dies, and as does the uh, the guy who's drinking soda to get drunk, and. So I think what it was was like they saw Wolf Biederman, they saw two bodies, and went, "Oh no, the original researchers are both dead now." But what about who was driving the giant semi? They think it was just driving its. It was maximum a pickup. Overdrive. And yeah, maximum overdrive. The comet brought the pickup to life, and the pickup had to go on a killing rampage. Oh but God. it was busy, Steve. How did they distract Spoiler a alert. disc from that fiery, you know, ball of jeep? <laughs> I don't understand. Wait, is that's the part of this movie that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely more later, but I'm like. They don't explain <laughs> how they get this information and how anything survived from that horrible car crash. I'm like, it's the mystery of movie magic. Well, we all know how tough floppy disks are. It's, it's not true, like you yeah. put them in your pocket and they magically don't work anymore. Uh huh. <laughs> Actually, most of our listeners probably don't know how durable they don't they remember. We're old. That's true. Oh God, I still had to use a floppy disk like my freshman year of college for stuff. Oh, me too. I oh, my dad trip. still has things on eight and a half inch floppies. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so when they discussed the plan of taking the Messiah and flying up in the back of the comet, blah, blah, blah. This being my first time watching this and having seen Armageddon a thousand times, did anybody else have the initial reaction of, oh my God, two people bought that idea? <laughs> <laughs> Would this really be like the plan if something like this happened? <laughs> Apparently, uh, you have to nuke it yeah. and have no, some no. sort of so, drill. So to, to, to calm everybody's nerves, after both these movies came out and people were freaking out about giant comets, <laughs> I specifically remember there was a government address to what would happen if an extinction-level comet was hurling towards Earth, and they said they absolutely would not try and blow it up, because that would just create more shrapnel to just hit the Earth in more places. <laughs> what they said is they would try and launch weapons at it to try and adjust its coordinates uh, to knock it off its path, because as anybody who's ever watched a, uh, a rocket take off and they can't send them off with even the slightest breeze, a few millimeters off your course and you're thousands of miles in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, but that doesn't make for quite the sexy movie, though, does it? <laughs> Just a couple of button pushes. And the government blah, blah, blah. going like, there's a huge asteroid hurtling towards Earth. Don't worry, we got it. <laughs> All right, we're safe. <laughs> Yay, fireworks. <laughs> But then, but then, where would you have the astronaut pool party? That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that was clearly an integral part of this movie. Absolutely, that was my favorite scene. There was no Elijah Wood in it. <laughs> How else would you know that the young astronauts didn't appreciate the uh, Robert Duvall character? Oh my god! Uh, well, you know, they couldn't all just appreciate each other's skills because no. that would be ridiculousness. It's not like they would have some sort of personality compatibility test before putting a bunch of people into a capsule for... By the way, they're in the capsule for, like, four and a half years. Yeah. 
<laughs> over the course of this movie? Uh, four or five months, yeah. Uh, it, well, okay, so that's another thing. Um, right after the pool party, it's like instantly five months later. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, okay, so I guess everything did just go perfectly fine for the next five months? Yeah. No, uh, they just no became friends. Uprisings. Everybody yeah. was fine. The astronauts yeah, are good. Like, Everybody was like, oh, prices are frozen. We're going to behave then. Right. <laughs> guess I won't be releasing that new iPhone or I don't know. Prices are frozen. I'm but... not going to buy all of the gold in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because everyone in the U.S. is usually really calm and doesn't overreact to anything. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh yeah, no. I've been in any city where it started to snow, uh, right? <laughs> oh my oh, god, just rain sometimes. A, I'm a like stern rain. Hey, yeah. guess what? Oh my god, it rained. It yesterday. rained for more than an hour and a half. Panic! Protest! <laughs> Take it to the Capitol. <laughs> Light the city of Oakland on fire! <laughs> oh god! It's Anytime uh, you know OSU wins or loses in Columbus. There used to be just like couches set on fire all the time on campus. So, oh. o- OSU, are you referring to the Ohio State University or some other Ohio State University? Yeah, I don't give a fuck about college sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry if I've offended any Ohioans. Uh, yeah, I've had to drive down there and pick up people when there's like riot police around. So, <laughs> it's. It doesn't. Uh, well, luckily, it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> Take that, Urban Meyer, you dick. <laughs> University of Utah. <laughs> it's like uh, being in the city of San Francisco when any of our local sports ball teams uh, win their sports balls. It's not like a bus gets lit on fire. Uh, <sighs> not that often. <laughs> Only once every other year. <laughs> yeah. We had a good stretch of 50 years where nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you've been back. <laughs> no riots, oh, no flaming buses yet. Right. Yeah, yet. <laughs> They're just um, really well behaved in this. Five months later is when we then find out Tia Leone finally gets her chance to be an anchor. Randomly, five months later, after asked, uh, oh. having the first question and everything. Not after she made personal contact with the president and a bunch of the higher up staff, and they personally selected her to be like number one questionnaire because I'm guessing it probably wasn't just for that conference it's probably for the next couple of them yeah that's my guess and then her boss is like don't hold out on me again I'm like yeah but like you said this is five months later shouldn't that have been a conversation five months ago yeah, well, and, and he also said, like, and you've been up there sooner if you hadn't, like, I seem to remember the whole plan being, oh, yeah, in about 15 years we'll maybe think about it, not, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll give it two weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, no, you know what, I got it. It was five months later, Taylor Leone went, like, so do you remember that conference when we talked about uh, about, about the comet, the Messiah? Yeah. That was me asking the first question. Holy shit, it was! I knew you looked familiar. Don't hold out on me like that! (laughs) The only thing I could figure is they were like, we're gonna wait. We don't want America to know about her until we have to remind them about the comet again. I'm assuming there was some sort of subplot that happened during those five months where blondes got popular again, and they were like, we have a blonde anchor? Why is she holding out on us? Get me that hot, half-Austrian-British chick. <laughs> you know, the one with no emotions. Yeah. Well, and then we find out exactly why she didn't get the chance to be anchor. Because oh. she is the worst reporter in the history of the world. That's right. Move over, Geraldo. 
At least you have <laughs> some charisma. Oh my god, I want to hear about the the imminent death of Crashing Comets directly from Geraldo Rivera. That's what I want. <laughs> but, but but I want someone I can believe. No. Uh, yeah. So yeah, every every time she's doing a news report, it's like she's reading for the first time, mm-hmm. and there's no emotion, just a dead fucking stare no inflection no and, nothing and steve doesn't mean reading the script for this first time he means reading for the yeah, first exactly time. yeah she like stumbles like uh oh this now like, I, I am talking i can understand if she's nervous or whatever but uh, but it didn't come, she didn't across, come across as that nervous way. she came across as incompetent no no yeah just mm-hmm. horrible yeah and then they're like oh america trusts you now i'm like mm, again i don't know about that <laughs> This is long You're before of America. Twitter. She would have been roasted nonstop. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if, if you think those girls on Fox News can last more than a week, yeah. she <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I figured out the movie. We remake Deep Impact, but in 2017. And instead of showing Taylor <laughs> like Leone's it. news reports, we just show the Twitter memes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's about as much soul in them. Uh-huh. Like it just it just scrolls past all these like memes and like Twitter fire and Twitter wars and you know the, it's just scroll all scrolling past the screen for two and a half. Hours. Well, I mean that yeah. is also sort of what news reports are now. Like how many articles yeah, do you see true. that's like oh and then there was this response on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. are you There's... telling us news or did you just go on Twitter and copy and paste? Yeah, here's 12 seconds of facts followed by five minutes of filler. Uh, what do you think? Send it to us at <laughs> ABC12, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hashtag news forever. <laughs> Hashtag anchors be real. <laughs> uh, but, but the important part is Tia Leone is talking about the Messiah finally getting in uh, to the comet. Yes. Landing on its surface after flying right up the, the tail in the worst possible angle they could get to it. <laughs> And then, uh... Are they going to do some sort of drilling into this comet? <laughs> some. Mm. Not nearly the 800 feet one might expect from other movies, but, uh... <laughs> they only need 100 feet. About 300 feet oh, yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar plan. Set, put some nukes in, set it off, split it in half, and then there's two comets <laughs> for Earth. Oh, my God. Sorry, I couldn't finish that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Without uh, collapsing on myself. So, fun fact, the crew hits a little bit of trouble. They lose one as he just kind of jumps into space. Yeah. John Favreau well, just gets... Yeah, John Favreau, poor guy. John Favreau just bounces right off of his face. Well, it he's, was like he stepped he, on a geyser. And then it was just like, whoa! Looked like, looked like he was launched out of a goddamn circus cannon and just... <laughs> By the way, they don't have any kind of tether or rope? Well, I thought they had, and that's where I was like, oh shit, they're all gonna leave. And then it's like, oh, nope. I guess not. <laughs> I don't understand. Bye, like, they, they had a tether, and then they didn't, and then they were tethering on yeah, to... I, I just... I, I think that there was a tether between the guy who got blinded and uh, the... Uh, token Black I'll just guy? say the Token Black <laughs> Guy. No. Uh, Blair Underwood. And, and, like, they were tethered because he was going down in the hole, and so, like, if one of them had gotten blasted into space, they both would have went. But I think that was the only tether, right. but I was a little confused. That's right. He went down on that comet. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dead. That's my life, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and what causes all the explosions is the sun coming around its 
uh, uh, yeah, apparently it it's has sunrise. A whole day cycle it's sunrise and on the yeah. on the asteroid. That just yeah, seemed they, like they such ridiculous. Like all they really needed to do was close their shield, and the guy who got blinded, they kept telling him close your shield, and he just never did. Well, he couldn't hear them over his own screams. <laughs> it's, oh. Amanda, let's reenact this. I'll be the guy who doesn't close his shield. <laughs> you be the guy telling me to close my shield. Okay, close your shield. Oh. Close the shield! You have to close the shield! Why are you closing your shield? I guess you're blind now. (laughs) And then later on, I'll read you Moby Dick for some reason. (laughs) Well, because I'm a movie person. Oh my god. That pissed me off so much. And we disagreed on so many things. (laughs) And then we came together. Oh my god. Sweetie, uh, if you would go blind, I would read you the novelization of Showgirls. Yes! We also have Dune that we haven't read. Oh, God. I Aww. ain't got time for that. That's true love. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that shit. <laughs> tell, tell me of the rainstorms of your land, Moadib. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Deep Impact. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, so so yeah, they set off the nuclear weapon, and I, I guess as planned, it split it into two comets now hurling towards Earth. Oh, were they Yeah, I don't know. They different? didn't go off right they weren't deep enough i don't know it doesn't matter uh yeah and the ship is damaged and now cannot contact earth uh president morgan freeman has to go on and go (laughs) well it didn't work folks uh we got underground bunkers for about a million of you uh other countries good luck hope you came up with a plan right canada there's martial law now martial law good luck uh canada sorry you're shit out of luck because one of them's going to just hit you, or the biggest one's going to hit you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sorry little one's going to hit the eastern seaboard. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lottery to find out who gets to live, and, well, yeah. your odds aren't well, good. Well, 200,000 of, of you we picked ahead of time, that yeah. we just apparently have this always prepared, a list of important people. And it, and other than the list of important people, nobody over 50. Yeah. Which Taylioni's mom takes very personally. <laughs> to to which I was immediately thinking, so the president isn't <laughs> other than the specialist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, like he didn't specify. He well, he's, he's a president, not a scientist. I was <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to be like, and the reason is because we need to procreate. But exactly. Yeah, it, it should have just been like these are only people who can breed. I mean, because they they pretty much spell everything else out in this movie, so why not spell yeah, that out, too? By yeah. the way, he mentions uh, very specifically the soft limestone caves of Missouri, yeah. and I was like, do you want to be in soft limestone when the, the <laughs> Extinction Level event is going on? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we should have carved this in, I don't know, maybe some marble caves? Right? I'm thinking if granite. Maybe. Do something. <laughs> If only they had a professional geologist like Pierce Brosnan from Dante. <laughs> to come out yes, and, or and obnoxious blonde from Volcano. <laughs> That's a call back to last episode, everybody. Be sure to check that out. No. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then so we find out uh, Elijah Wood, little boy Biederman, um, him and his family are selected, part of the 200,000, and that leads to quite possibly the greatest marriage proposal in the history oh of my god where I believe the exact quote is marry me 
It's your only chance to survive. If you're my wife, they said that you're my family. <laughs> you can go. Your only chance to survive. I feel like this. I, so you guys try to convince me that Elijah Wood is not a bad guy in a horror film? <laughs> I is is this well, this is what you guys have been trying to convince wait, me? And and I like that he didn't actually go and get her an engagement ring. He just got two no. wedding rings and like, puts them down on the ground in front of her. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he doesn't understand. He, he's sixteen. He doesn't understand romance. He's dumb and horny. He's he's a sixteen year old from Richmond, Virginia. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know if that means anything, but. <laughs> And uh, it was about this time, uh, yeah, where uh, Robert Duvall goes down to read the book from Moby Dick. I was curious. The on zero- the spaceship. Uh, on the spaceship, sorry. Uh, the zero-G effects, I was like, were they really in like a, like a, the vomit comet or whatever? Or were there like strings? Because it seemed pretty fluid, at least that is better thing, than other movies yeah, I've seen. I thought the same thing, is that they're, you know, oh, zero-G, we're in space and actually in a spaceship worked so much better i mean then we'll get to armageddon but <laughs> yeah armageddon, they're just like oh we've got gravity uh, nope, now yeah exactly <laughs> no nope, this comet has gravity how is that i said this comet has gravity <laughs> oh okay cool <laughs> all right cool okay. sweet uh what year did this come out again 98 okay so this did come out after apollo 13 so they may have used the vomit comet because i know uh for a fact that for Apollo 13, they, uh, like, Kevin Bacon spent, like, 500 hours on the Vomit Comet to get oh, all wow. the scene shot. Oh. Uh. And so that was already, like, a thing. So it very well could have been. Ooh, do you think there might be outtakes or Robert Duvall's reading uh, Moby Dick and he's like, call me. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that hamburger. Oh, craft services, fuck you. <laughs> The tuna salad's gone bad. So it was about this time in the movie, I noticed we were about an hour and 15 minutes in, and I was wondering if it was going to be over soon. (laughs) At this point in the movie, it already felt twice as long as Armageddon. Which, oddly enough, a half hour longer. (laughs) I know, this felt so much longer than Armageddon. I I mean we'll we'll get there onto the multiple endings of this movie like more than the multiple endings of Return of the King and <laughs> just like so drawn out but yeah it just started feeling longer and longer and it was probably about that time that I was like hmm I wonder what drink I'm going to make for when I'm podcasting with <laughs> Izzy and Steve later. Maybe I'll I think that was about the time about where that. we're like, we need to open another beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they find out um, the the Ark or whatever is the location in the limestone cliffs of Missouri or whatever. And they take two of every animal <laughs> because anybody who's ever had animals knows that's the way to have a healthy gene population. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, sound, you don't sound convinced. <laughs> no. I I just want to mention the horrible montage of the kids getting married again. Remember, yeah. they're children. <laughs> yes, they're yes. sixteen. And then it, the montage goes back and forth between them getting married and Vanessa Redgrave getting ready to kill herself. Right. Yes. That. <laughs> like, Ask me what it means. Like, are they trying to say marriage is death? Like, I'm just. 
really? No, it's the the end of one story and the beginning of another. Oh my god! Ugh. It was just so. Oh, and the vomit comment. What's happening? Ham fisted, <laughs> and I'm just like, as soon as you see like it, it, her, she's like, oh, I'm going to lovingly put makeup on. I'm like, okay, I don't know any woman who's like, you know what? The last thing I want to do to enjoy my day is put on a bunch of makeup. <laughs> All right. So, Amanda, you're going to commit suicide and you'll go out with style. You're not going to go and paint your lips? I don't mm, Probably not. I'm really bad. I'm bad at being a girl. I don't wear a lot of <laughs> makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my, no, 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 no. Like, my husband doesn't like when I wear makeup. He's like, oh, I like it when you're normal. <laughs> That's weird. That sounds like my husband. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my my final thing would be like, how many tubs of Hagen Dazs can I cram right? down before I die? <laughs> like, I'm gonna get all my favorite foods. I'm gonna get some pizza. I'm gonna. <laughs> she found with eleven pizzas and four tubs of Hagen Dazs in her stomach. <laughs> it's gonna be like something out of seven. <laughs> Obviously, she was force-fed. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, she was live-streaming the whole thing. She was loving it. She's like, who's gluttony now, bitch? Uh-huh. <laughs> Towards the end, she just speaks in grunts and groans. It's amazing. Uh, oh, so good. <laughs> so, yeah, we get the teenage love story, which is horrible. Um, and then with Vanessa Redgrave's death, we get a lot of drama with Talioni and her father uh-huh. and... You weren't Ugh. there when she needed you. Where's your 15-year-old wife? She left me. She wanted to be with her family. By the way, it would have been so much better coming out of Schwarzenegger. Yeah, right? Yes. She left me. She wanted to be with her family. <laughs> I want to be with my family. Come with me, Taya. Oh, Jenny. I don't know. I think I feel like an orphan now. You know I'm... I show some emotion. <laughs> you know I'm sad oh, no, because it's raining. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. to tell you how you're supposed to feel. Yep. My eyes should be doing that, but they're not. <laughs> oh, so. and uh, this is also going on when uh, Elijah Wood's girlfriend's parents can't get on the emergency bus to the underground shelter. So the wife doesn't want to go. And Elijah Wood goes. He gets all the way there. He's almost at the entrance. Yeah. And then he decides he has to go back. And by the way, that was like the whitest lottery draw <laughs> I've well, ever seen every single one of those people was of Norwegian descent. And the only other time we see anybody of any kind of color other than like Morgan Freeman and who's on the spaceship? Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood. Are the Hispanic gentlemen riding in the back of a pickup? We do get <laughs> Susie Nakamura, uh, Nakamura as one of the news anchors. That's oh. true. She briefly briefly yes. has a moment well and let's not forget on elijah wood's way home he did apparently stop at an indian reservation to watch tv during with the a, mexicans a yes yeah oh okay and yeah, yeah i thought you were talking about when they dropped him off at his his former house or the girlfriend's former or no he rides his bike up house. there remember that, yeah. oh my god that's right because he oh. he upgrades to the motorbike the motorcycle yeah <laughs> yeah and by the way he dumps his backpack Runs in the house, steals the motorcycle, doesn't pick up his backpack, which you think if he drugs that all the way, it probably has something like maybe a water bottle in it. (laughs) (laughs) Or a change Uh, of clothes. Let's just skip to the end on this one, honey. I want to talk about a good movie. Thankfully, about this time, the comet's about to hit, thank God. 
yeah. there's a scene where there's the helicopter on the top of the news station and Taylioni decides to give her ticket to her former boss and her daughter oh, instead of her. So there is a mention that Taylioni was picked as one of the people to go into the underground because her and her mom have that conversation before her mom kills yeah. herself. Yeah. yeah. And her mom's telling her like no I feel great about this this is going to be awesome and as long as you live I'll be happy. Taylioni apparently does not get on that bus. So then she's going to be on the helicopter to try and get to higher ground before the uh, the first one, uh, first, excuse me, impact hits the uh, eastern seaboard and causes a tidal wave that goes all the way into Ohio. So she's taking up a seat now on the emergency helicopter, which means the mom of a young child can't get on it. And then we're supposed to feel all happy when Taylor Leone gives up her seat to give it to the mom and the baby. When it's like, bitch, if you had just gotten on the bus in the first place, mm-hmm. there would have been plenty of seating and all of you could have lived. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so then there's a... Uh... Oh, see, I, I have written down, like, uh, take the baby, take the baby. Oh, so uh, uh, Elisha yeah. Wood finds oh. his wife yeah. in the world's giantest traffic jam because that's even fucking possible. Yeah. Like, he'd even, even know what road she was on. Her, the, the one road out of town. Yeah, uh, the wife's parents have a new baby. They strap the baby to her, put her on the motorcycle with Elijah Wood, and they ride. Yeah, and I love that. It's like, take the baby, take the baby, and instantly the 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 young girl's like, I don't want the baby. <laughs> that was the only part where I actually felt like any sort of emotion, and it was because the woman who was playing the mom was doing a oh, good yeah. job at acting, and you could tell like yeah. she was holding it together for her kids, and that you know, mm. and like trying to give a future to her daughter and to the baby. But... Oh yeah, no. I I bought her. I, I I bought the wife's parents. Like they, the dad seemed like the stern, but like, hey, you need to do this. And yeah, the mom was like, "You're gonna live. It's gonna be great." And just like trying everything she can to not break down in front of her children and mm-hmm. get them to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a really weird. And then and then the comment actually hits. The first one. Uh, the, the first oh, one. Yeah. goes to the beach to be with her dad in their yeah. final moments. But. By the way, in their final moments, her father looks deep into our eyes and says, when you were a baby, I dropped you on your head. Oh, that's because before that, she when she walks up, she goes, uh, like, when I was eight, I stole $30 out of your wallet. Mm-hmm. And then he oh, goes, when yeah. you were a baby, I dropped you on your head. Right, I must have missed that first line, because I thought, yeah. that's out of no, they, yeah, they were <laughs> It's to show that they're confessing to each other, that they've done each other wrong, and they forgive each other. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. um, but don't worry, honey. They get killed by a giant wave. Yeah, they do. <laughs> when the first, the oh smaller, smaller, the, the smaller comets, of comet whatever, hits, yeah. so they they change. They they decide to name one one and one the other. I think a wolf is the little one and Beaterman is the bigger one. I so they, Elijah Woods comet's the one that's gonna kill us all and cause two years of like nuclear nightfall. You trying to tell me he's not the bad guy in this? <laughs> <laughs> Never would have happened. Oh. So the first one hits. Uh, first one hits, takes out, uh, there's New York, so it takes out Statue of Liberty and two historical towers. And oh, womp womp. that uh, definitely, yeah. I mean, we can talk about it more when we get to Armageddon, but constantly seeing the Twin Towers be destroyed in these movies 
was a little bit harsh, like hard to handle. I mean, J- just imagine what it's going to be like if there's a terrorist attack on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> oh my God! Every new they're going to have to shut down the action industry. <laughs> like, well, we can't make action movies anymore. It's just impossible. Yeah, and then it's about this time where the um, uh, oh, Elijah Wood oh, is driving up oh, the yeah, side uh, of a mountain on oh his motorbike God. to outrun the wave and get to the high ground and. Basically, just passing people along the way who are like, "Huh, I should have thought about getting a motorcycle." <laughs> that would have been Steve running up. Oh, Ooh, horrible idea. investment, she said. <laughs> See what it costs us, Irene. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so we were knocking out uh, the the pe- it cuts to the people in the spaceship who still have no contact with Earth. Uh, they decide they have to arm the rest of their warheads and drive the spaceship directly into Beaterman Comet to vaporize it. Otherwise, uh, the Earth is destroyed. They do manage to eventually call home, and they all get to call their happy little families, and Blind Guy gets to hear his baby for the first time. Yeah. I mean, that, that was an adorable scene and all, but then there's also, like, someone counting down, like, ten, nine. Oh, uh, sorry, sweetie, I gotta go. We're about to do something. Um, love you. Bye. I had just stopped caring at that point. Like, I knew that was yeah, supposed yeah. to be emotional, and I was just sort of, I'll be honest, at that point I was like, I'm mixing my drink right now. <laughs> because, well, because at this point the movie should have ended already. Right! Yeah. This is what I was talking about. It's like, it just keeps drawing it out. It's like, oh, we get this goodbye and this goodbye and this goodbye. And here's another one. And now we need to watch a wave crash over somebody else or something else. And it just kept going. Whether it's the actual wave or waves of emotion, they just keep crashing. <laughs> so yeah, then we get, of course, the final speech from Morgan Freeman, where the waters receded. Everything, everybody died, millions of people, monuments destroyed, but the waters receded. And then it's roll credits, everybody have fun. Uh-huh. When it ended, because my yeah. mother-in-law did watch the end with me, she was like, that's it? Like, that's how it ends? Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then the sequel was called Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> uh, the Earth be- was salted. Yeah, say, because the entire Earth was salted in <laughs> barren wasteland, nothing's gonna grow. Anarchy. My husband yeah. has a theory that in post-apocalyptic, like, movie worlds, that Mad Max is taking place on one side of the world, and on the opposite side of the world is Waterworld. Waterworld. Yes! I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I love this idea. Yep. Yeah. And they just so, so don't know about the other is, one. <laughs> what you're saying is the sequel will be a crossover, is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, totally. Shot entirely at the Red Sea. <laughs> and with Mel Gibson as Immortan Joe. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Anyway, coming next week. No. Uh, <laughs> so that was Deep Impact. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we still have another movie to go. <laughs> yeah, we do. I need another beer. Good. Excellent. Well, we have a selection here from Yolo Brewing Company in Sacramento. And this is the Helm's Deep Oatmeal Coconut Porter. You know, like Helm's Deep Impact. Ah. <laughs> ah. All right. Also a little Lord of the Rings joke. Indeed. <laughs> That's right, Lord of the Rings was mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it never ends. <laughs> and Elijah Wood. Oh. <laughs> Alright, here we go. I'm gonna pop the top. Oh my top. And here you go, beautiful. Excellent. How's cool. your how's your beverage doing over there, Amanda? It's good. All the ice cream has melted now. 
Ooh. Was it just a vanilla ice cream? Or? Yeah, I just did vanilla ice cream. All right, so uh, light does not penetrate this beverage. This is a <laughs> pitch black beer. Uh, it's got a dark khaki colored head. Uh, lots of frothy foam. Mm, smells really good and caramely and dark chocolatey and a little coffee. Steve's going in for the sip. Oh, wow. Um, this may... This may have turned. This is bitter. Yeah, this yeah. is not as good as it was. I think this might have had a slight infection. Oh, no. It's gone a little sour. We yeah. actually have had this beer before. We had it super fresh, and we actually drank another bottle of it that we bought the same time as this one. Uh, we got it, what, two months ago? About that? Yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, this yeah, has gone sour. Is so sour. I don't feel good reviewing this beer because I know this is a good beer, and this is not an excellent example of it. Well, we have another beer. Do you want to save that one for later? No, let's drink our other beer, because otherwise we'll forget. <laughs> That's true. Uh, another beer we got. Let's re- reach into our mystery beer box. Ooh, yes. Yes, Amanda, we went to uh, uh, Beverages and More. I don't know if you guys have one of those, if you have those out there. No. But it's essentially a giant warehouse filled with beer and wine and booze. And they sell, uh, so they have a wide selection and they're pretty awesome. And they had all these uh, case, beer beer box cases called mystery beers. And basically it was just stuff they pulled off the shelves and crammed into boxes. Oh, wow. I think I saw I think I think saw a picture on Twitter that Steve might have shared. Oh, yes. Shared. I did yes, post it was one last week. eighteen ninety nine for mystery box of beer. We did it. <laughs> and? What'd you get? This is a new one. I haven't seen this one before. This is the original Fireman's Brew. It's a India Pale Ale. Uh, looks like Fireman's Brew is canned in Ukiah, California. All right, up north. 6.5%. Surgeon General's warning. All right, let's... Uh, this is a nice, uh, what, about 16-ounce? Yeah, 16-ounce can. Tall boy can. Oh, my top! <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Bifa. That joke never gets old. <laughs> I don't care what everybody else says. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Twitter! That joke is funny! All right. <laughs> Ooh. This is a nice dark straw colored beer. Lots of little tiny foamy bubbles, off white head. Yeah. Smells nice and hoppy. It Steve's is. going in for a sip. How is it, handsome? Oh wow. That's a pretty nice IPA. Really smooth. Uh a little pine and citrus. Ooh, yeah, a lot of grapefruit notes on that. Yeah. Very hoppy, but yeah. delightful. Yeah, balanced. that's a good yeah, beer. Still, yeah, still got a little malt body to it. Yeah, well very well rounded. I Highly recommend this. Jeez. Yeah, that's a, it's a good beer. Let's. I like it. Bevmo, that's, you won this round. <laughs> that's the original Fireman's Brew in Ukiah, California. There IPA. Yay for mystery box. Woo! <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I'm sure there are more horrible beers in this mystery box. <laughs> Out of 24 beers, uh, 23 of them were PBRs. <laughs> I'm sorry, 22 of them were PBRs. There was one of those uh, lucky beers with the, the bottles in the shape of a Buddha, and it tastes oh, like dear. the wrong end of a skunk. Oh. By the way, if you ever see a cute little bottle that's shaped like a Buddha, uh, and you go, wow, that's really cool, and it looks like beer, just dump, dump it straight down the toilet and put something cool in that little bottle, and then drink it and enjoy it. <laughs> All right, so our next movie came out uh, two months later, July of 1998, and that is director Michael Bay's Armageddon. Yeah, I always forget Michael Bay directed that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he uh, 
he came to fame doing uh, 90s music videos. Uh, then he did Bad Boys, The Rock, this, uh, Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys 2, The Island, and then a shit ton of Transformer movies. Oh. So he uh, used to do fun movies, yeah. and then he realized he could get rich making garbage. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, he also did Pain and Gain. That was surprisingly funny, He did uh, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Which was... Have you seen that? Yeah, because it was nominated for an Oscar for, like, a sound... One of the sound Oscars. And it was such a waste of t- time. It's so bad. I was, I was going to say, wait, 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 wait. A Michael Bay movie was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say, too. Well, Armageddon was nominated for four Oscars. Like, like special effects and stuff? Yeah, uh, visual effects, sound editing, sound mixing, and of course, best original song for I Don't Wanna Miss a Thing. Uh, I know. It uh, did not win. It did not win. Well, uh, hey, here's here, here's something. You know, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut was also nominated for an Academy Award for Yes, song. it was. You know, I'm... Ch- I'm judging the Academy. And Suicide Squad actually won an Academy I know. Award. Oh, oh my god. Like <laughs> So did Day of the Dolphin. Oh, that's true. Oh god. Yes. Uh, Academy yeah, Award winning Suicide oh, Squad. Ugh. Made me so angry. Go watch Day of the Dolphin. It'll make you feel better about life. It's George C. Scott swimming with dolphins for about an hour and 20 minutes, and then the last 10 minutes is the dolphin speaking English getting kidnapped by bad guys to go assassinate the president. What? This is a movie. <laughs> it is an actual movie. Oh, and George then there's C. a great Scott. scene where George C. Scott argues with a dolphin. <laughs> an Academy Award winning movie. <laughs> From the 70s. God bless cocaine. <laughs> so Armageddon. Um, after discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Everybody talks smack on, on the premise of, you know, oh yeah, you get the drillers to become astronauts instead of teaching astronauts to become drillers and blah, blah, blah. Wasn't that Deep Impact, basically? <laughs> did, Is, did they yeah. learn their mistake from Deep Impact? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So what I'm, what I will say in justification of this, oil drilling is very, very dangerous very dangerous line of work Absolutely. it's very hard mm-hmm. it's a harsh environment usually where you're drilling for oil you have to use delicate machinery all the time everything can catch on fire or kill you or both i feel like probably drilling is not that far off from being an astronaut That's especially true. since they set them up with a couple of pilots anyway their bodies are already used to very harsh conditions so how much physical training is there going to be it's not like any true. of them are going to be in awful shape cat stop being stupid you know th- <laughs> I'm I'm just saying it's not that dumb a premise. It's not that insane. There are much more insane premises for movies. <laughs> for example, in honor of our jerkwad cat, face off. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's actually going to be our uh, full-length commentary coming out here probably shortly, probably around the same time this one comes oh, out. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Eilfm.podbean.com. We're going to watch it with a face-off virgin. She's never seen it. Oh. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but Armageddon. Armageddon! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Liv Tyler, uh, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Steve Buscemi, Michael Clark Duncan, William Fickner, 
Owen Wilson. I forgot he was even in this movie. Uh, yeah. Like, basically everybody who wasn't in Deep Impact was in this movie. That is yeah. one thing. Both of them have, like, really good sort of sprawling casts. It's just yeah. Armageddon is given a little bit more to do. <laughs> Their cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they... They, they they have fun montages of uh, the psychiatric evaluations of uh, of the drillers and you know what this is just a more likable cast overall. It really is. Are there any of the drillers that you don't enjoy watching on screen? That's true. They're fun. <laughs> no, because also you gotta love Steve Buscemi for later in this movie covering one of our podcast's favorite topics. Space dementia. <laughs> Space dementia. Oh my god! I laughed so hard when he said that. I forgot about that line, and I rewound it and I watched it again because it's just like he's course. got space dementia. space dementia. What? <laughs> oh, that can't be a thing. As mentioned on past episodes, space dementia is a fictional disorder originally referenced in the Ren and Stimpy show. Really? Copied <laughs> by The Outer Limits, Firefly, and featured in the film Armageddon. Oh my god. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy invented space dementia, and everybody else ripped them off. Oh. Also, <laughs> Space Jail ripped it off. That's true. Space Jail. Lockout, you mean? Yes. Space Jail. <laughs> it's called Space Jail. We'll call it that. <laughs> called by its proper title, Space Jail. <laughs> Escape from Space. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Armageddon uh, basically ran through the plot real, real quick. Yeah, comets come in. Basically, the government goes to get the best deep core driller in the world, Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, and his daughter, who I guess is his communications director or whatever. Is sleeping uh, with his second in command. Play, yeah, mm-hmm. Liv Tyler is sleeping with Ben Affleck. By the way, <laughs> so... They they go to the the rig out in the middle of the South Pacific or something. I don't remember exactly where. But um, and he's chasing Ben Affleck around with a shotgun, just randomly firing off. And everybody's like, "Oh, looks like Harry's angry for some reason." Yeah. Ah. And and then of course you know government officials fly in. He's still holding the shotgun, I believe, when he walks <laughs> up to him. And those guys aren't even like batting an eyelash. There's like. Are you Mr. Stamper? We need to take you right now. No questions asked. I think that's supposed to establish that he has a reputation. And uh, everybody's just like... So I, I, I got the impression like they were like, So yeah, if he's doing something crazy like wielding a machete or holding a shotgun, don't worry about it. He's not after you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably someone banging his whore of a daughter. No, She's banged half that crew. <laughs> no, two thirds of them by now. Have, haven't you seen any of those music videos? <laughs> so, would you guys feel differently about this movie if Liv Tyler was banging Steve Buscemi? Yes. Um. I, I mean, I mean a little, partially because his character is straight up. He's the horn dog, and like, <laughs> and he keeps there's like this running joke where he's like, "How old are you? I didn't know how yeah. old she was." She, she didn't tell me she was 18. Yeah. Or, or, uh, yeah. They're like, oh, they're not here for you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that would be a little and bit to, different. <laughs> but. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I'm pretty sure everybody on that rig was a horn dog. It's just, oh, yeah, for sure. And a pedophile. Like, 
Oh, well, well, obviously. That's why you work on an oil rig, right? You work on an oil rig or you move to Alaska. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Those are your options. <laughs> so, Big shout out to all of our Alaska listeners out there. <laughs> so I was going to hang out with this 14-year-old I met online. I had a pizza delivered to the house first. Turns out to catch a predator was there, so I drove off. <laughs> she got the pizza. I went to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they take him back uh, to... Uh, Houston? Yeah, I assume mm-hmm. Houston. Yeah. Uh, basically fill him in on the comet coming. You're the best. We need you. Our plan, I'm going to show you with plastic toys because you guys failed your psych- psychological evaluation. Got oh, it. you forgot the part where they say you have to come with us, no fans or butts, and he says, uh, not without my crew. And they're just like, okay! No, no, not without his daughter. The crew comes later. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. they have to go around and yeah. montage, pick them up all over the country, yeah. and high-speed chase. Because they and... scatter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boss is gone. Flee! <laughs> <laughs> Boss got hauled off by the cops. Everybody run! To the casino. <laughs> to the middle of Montana to ride a motorcycle. To the middle to ride your horse with helicopters chasing you. To, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Bruce Willis invented apparently the best drill in the entire world, and the government ripped him off. Mm-hmm. They stole his patent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you guys built it all around, put it all around together. Let me guess, you've been grinding out the transmissions or something like that? Uh, except he calls it tranny like ten times in this movie. Let yeah. me guess, you blew the tranny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you found out about Rhonda, but what we have is special. Yeah. Fucking Rhonda. <laughs> I swear she told me she was 18. <laughs> so from now on, transmissions are called Rhondas? <laughs> so then there's a training montage. Ooh, by the way, uh, we're introduced to the the real astronauts that are going to be going with them because they're taking two ships up there. One of them, I just have to shout out the uh, the lady astronaut, mm-hmm. uh, played by Jessica Steen, from one of my favorite shows of all time. She played Pilot in Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Yes, yeah, she did. Lovely Canadian actress. And now have... she's a pilot. And now she's a random female role in a Michael Bay movie. So I don't. I'm sure she has two lines. <laughs> yeah, almost two. Yeah, I mean, at least she's a pilot. Considering it's a Michael Bay yeah. movie, she's not just there for eye candy. But you know, I'm going to go ahead and say she may be the most intelligent character in a Michael Bay film to date. Uh, you guys going to argue with me on that? No, one? Or for a female was, character, our smartest female character in a Michael Bay movie. Possible. Well, Liv Tyler does speak more than one language in this. Oh, that's right. She speaks Japanese. Mm-hmm. That's true. But can she pilot a spaceship? Um, no, she <laughs> instead no. <laughs> can have uh, cultural appropriation and dress uh, in Asian garb and just sit there in Houston and look sad. It's true. It's true. She does that very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like other Michael Bay movies and all I'm coming up with is uh, T. Leone and Bad Boys and it's like, <laughs> nope, that's not... Megan Fox, no, no, that's no, not a... Oh. No. Megan, yeah. Megan Fox does have that lovely thing where she's talking all about engines in the very first uh, Transformers movie, and then she, but except for if you actually paid attention to her words instead of her tits, you'd realize she was describing the Ooh. wrong type of engine. Ooh, I got one. I got one. No, no, it's not. No, never mind. Uh, I mean, you've got some so nurses get... in Pearl Harbor. No. Oh God, Pearl Harbor. No. All right. So I, I have to admit this. Uh, 
I owned that on VHS. I'm sorry, VHSs, (laughs) because it was two. I never made it to the second VHS. Really? I've never been able to make it to the end. Sweetie, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, Hawaii gets bombed. What? (laughs) Yeah, the Japanese did it. Next time, next you're going to tell me that on the second VHS of Titanic, the boat sinks. Oh, spoiler. Uh... (laughs) You know, let's put a pin in this conversation. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this later. Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> it's it's kind of like all right on the second VHS of Schindler's List. Um, the little girl in the red coat makes it, right? Sure. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> too, too dark. Too dark even for the, Amanda. The show has hit a new low. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like all the other double decker. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'm looking around. Right. I'm looking at our entire VHS collection. <laughs> Honey, our VHS collection right now is just The Jungle Book, Moulin Rouge, Misery, and First Blood. Oh, we also have The Cutting Edge somewhere. I remember <laughs> seeing that the other day. <laughs> that's, that's oh. oh, and Chinese Ghost Story. Oh, yeah. Chinese. That's our entire VHS collection at this moment. <laughs> Mine are all packed away, walking? but I had the double-decker uh, Sound of Music was my... Uh, yes. One of my favorites. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the end of that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> they climb every mountain. Ooh. So if you really, really want to freak people out, you swap the Schindler's list and oh my God. <laughs> Wasn't there more singing in the second half of this movie? Oh God. Oh. That's how Izzy traumatized her children. On the other hand, when they went to watch Schindler's List for a school project, they were pleasantly surprised. <laughs> There's way more puppets than I had remembered. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> that was horrible. Oh, you're going to be a great mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> so Armageddon. I just like that you're going to oh, still geez. be showing your kids VHS so <laughs> yeah right they have to start somewhere and we're gonna have a big sign on it that says be kind rewind <laughs> download it straight to your eyeball whatever no watch it old school way that'll give you brain cancer that's right so schindler's list i mean I'm good. Uh, my favorite part of schindler's list was when steve buscemi was, <laughs> thought he was gonna get arrested his face dementia <laughs> all right I'm just going to go ahead and cut to Steve Buscemi's space dementia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's a... is amazing. I love when he's on the nuke. And then he's like, you know, I'm doing that Slim Pickens thing. You know, where he rides the nuke down. And like, is it William Fickner? It's just like... <laughs> crickets? He's not having any of it. He's just like, no. He's like, <laughs> nope. it's a movie reference. <laughs> I love William Fickner in this because he just he's the no guy yeah. and all the rest of them are just trolling him. This is a movie about like 11 guys trolling <laughs> William <laughs> Fickner. Trolling William Sh- Colonel William Sharp. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fickner pops up on this podcast too much. He's such a great actor but he pops up in like Ninja Turtles and shit like that. Yeah. It's true. Poor guy. Too bad he wasn't on Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> Uh, we haven't done that one yet, have we? We got to do that. Have we not done that for the? We podcast? haven't done Island of Doctor Moreau, sweetie. Amanda, have you ever watched uh, I, the Island of Doctor Moreau? I have not. I remember oh. when it came out, and I remember seeing like huge posters of it at Blockbuster, 
but I have never seen it. Should she watch the documentary of the making of it first? Yes. Or the movie? Yes. So watch the documentary. What is it called? Dark Lost Uh, Souls? The Lost uh, Island of Lost Souls or something. Or Lost Souls, the making of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau or something like Mm -hmm. that. It's basically about the guy who originally started directing it, did all the research work, and then got there, immediately got behind budget. And so Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando were dicks. Uh, yeah. Basically, the studio kicked them off. Uh, they oh, brought honey, in. They weren't dicks. They were insane. Yeah. And then well, they yeah, Marlon to see Brando. who could out insane them. Oh my god! Yeah, I'd yeah. And Val Kilmer at his power. <laughs> yeah. On when, the same island. When oh. Ferruja Balk is the somewhat same one <laughs> in your cast. Yeah. That is when you have to reconsider shit. You feel sorry for her in the documentary. A little bit, yeah. David Thewlis is the main character of this movie, and you don't even remember he's in it. Yeah, he I had no idea he was in that movie. Yeah. Oh, he's the star. He's, he's the, the main star. Like he's the person that lands on the island, and essentially every scene. Yeah. But oh. most of the time, just looking around, going, "Is I'm gonna call cops?" Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there's like things that are said, and like Val Kilmer's acting choices, and like David Thewlis, like. In the cut that made theaters, he's like looking around, like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> so was he was he even acting, or was that just how he felt on the set of the film? It, it, oh no, it's hard for, to tell. That's for, why it's so. That's why you may yeah. want to watch the documentary first. Yeah, watch the documentary first, okay. and then we'll enjoy this batshit crazy film even more. And that is that's my advice to everybody out there in podcast land. Oh shit, are we still recording? <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon. Game. Right. Take a shot. Armageddon. <laughs> so then they're in space. And they have two ships. The Liberty and the Independence. Freedom. That sounds good. Freedom, freedom and Independence. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sparky and Mr. Fuzzy Face. <laughs> Mr. Meow Meow Fuzzy Face. Mr. Meow Meow So they fly onto the comet. Uh, but one of them has a bit of a crash landing. is knocked off course. Oh no, it gets like brooded by uh, the tail of the comet and they thought yeah. they lost it. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. lose communication. Uh, but that's one with Ben Affleck, so it has to survive. That's just how yeah. it is. Yeah, well, uh, like half the people on there die, including Owen Wilson. No! Wait, Owen Wilson was in this film? Right. <laughs> no, you're right, you can't kill Batman. <laughs> yeah, because the only people that survive from, I think it's the Independence, the one where Ben Affleck is on, it's him... The Russian was the Russian guy. Yeah, yeah. he survived. Oh, by, by the way, we we skipped the whole thing where they went to the uh, space station yeah. and picked up the Russian, mm-hmm. uh, played by Peter Stormare. You know, he, he pops up in Michael Bay movies. Oh yeah, and uh, that's right. And Batfleck uh, blows up their spaceship. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, yeah, and then but, but, well, uh, the, the Russian to, says, his... "Don't touch anything," and then he touches something, and the whole place. No, no that's just it. he explodes. didn't touch no, anything. It's he's just, just standing there, jostled, and <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Hey guys, something's happening," but no one can hear him because they're too busy listening to the Russian yell stereotypes and you mm-hmm. know drink vodka. I assume I don't know whatever. And <laughs> did we mention he? What other movie was he in? We just watched. Who? Peter Stormare. Mm-hmm. Probably John Wick Two. There we go. Yes, he's the Russian mm-hmm. from John Wick Two. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Constantine, and yeah, he's 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 a character you, you've seen him. Wasn't he also a Russian astronaut in a movie we just watched? Uh, probably. Okay. Oh yes, that movie. Uh, what is it? Armageddon. No, he was in another <laughs> one too. I'm gonna look it up. Well, he's in Fargo. Well, you guys talk about this movie. That movie we just watched called Armageddon. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. 
okay so yeah so they land on the comet um the freedom they're getting their drill out they're drilling down as best they can but they keep grinding out because it's all iron and uh, he was the russian in lockout he, aka space he jail. was not a russian in lockout space jail he was the uh director of the secret service in lockout okay ha ha shut up steve <laughs> <laughs> so armageddon so armageddon <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're drilling down, having a hard time. Uh, basically, they they run out of trannies. Is that is that <laughs> what they run out? Or they, yeah. Well, yeah. the I mean, eventually, the whole drill just gets blown away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. What? Be- because um, I don't know why. As I was rewatching this, I was like, Space I forgot gravity. how every time something like they have a triumph, three other things go wrong. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, they really okay, have we got shitty luck. <laughs> oh, just kidding! Five other things went wrong now. Holy shit! Steve Steve Buscemi has space dementia, and his cap and fools left and right. Ah. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Steve Buscemi down. Oh no, the cheese has gone bad. The <laughs> space diarrhea. <laughs> There's no gravity in no one. Will no one save us? And then comes Ben Affleck flying in on his little, uh, his little fucking monster truck with a drill. (laughs) I'll save you. And they drill down to the safe distance where luckily there's a nice little cavern that they can put a nuclear weapon in. But they, but they, but during the crash, the nuclear weapon, they can't set it remotely. They have to do it manually, which means someone has to stay behind. At some point, like, more like I don't know, mini comets start falling on them. Yeah, and also doesn't Steve Buscemi like beat the hell out of one of the nuclear weapons in his space dementia? Well, he st- like doesn't oh, he whack I, one yeah, with I a think, tool? Yeah, I think he hits like uh, the control panel or whatever, yeah. and so it's like, oh, we have to have this other handle. You gotta like shove in a port and twist and fondle a little bit and click it, and then it'll set it off. Or and then whatever. just rub back and forth, <laughs> ever increasing intensity. <laughs> I know how to set up a nuclear weapon, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and there's also a whole scene where it's like, well, we're not going to get, we're not going to drill as deep in time. So then William Fickner says, all right, I'm just going to blow up and we're, we'll, maybe we'll blow it off course. Uh, Bruce Willis is like, what are you doing? Like, I'm doing my job and the gun's drawn and NASA loses communication. So they assume everybody's dead. A whole yes. bunch of bullshit. Well, and yeah. somebody says like, if we set it off now, we'll just send two comets into the earth. Just the longer just you hold impact. Just impact. <laughs> if you set Bruce, if you hold Bruce, Will- the longer you hold Bruce Willis at gunpoint, the longer it is, ta- the less time he has to fix this shit. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. Bruce, you're free to go. Well, and there's and also the like of die hard with a comment. Somebody the, like <laughs> the one general or whatever comes in, and then they remotely set off the atomic bomb, and then everybody's trying to stop it. And ugh. yeah, they have to like deactivate it, and then they have to like get the deactivation code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie. That's why it's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> about a comet about starring a comet Bruce Willis. <laughs> starring Bruce Willis, directed where Steve, by Michael Bay. Where Steve Buscemi has space, Steve Buscemi has space, space dementia. dementia. <laughs> I really enjoyed the space dementia on like uh, a really deep level. We missed a very important part of this movie. 
the love story between Ben Affleck and Liv no, Tyler. No, no, we can keep going. Oh, oh we're just going to skip going. over that? We can keep going. Were, were her dad oh. serenades Ben Affleck? You mean... Cook, 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 animal cooking her... Oh my god, yeah. The animal crackers. He's like, it's a cracker, you should yeah. have it with cheese. Like, ah, that's not banter. Um, uh, that's, but every, <laughs> every scene of the two of them, I feel like Michael Bay was like, I have this other movie. It's a short film going on that's basically just a music video starring Liv yeah. Tyler and Ben Affleck. Because even the lighting yeah, doesn't make sense. sense. See, like, the, the way it, I saw it was, I feel like it was, uh, Michael Bay was like, humans feel emotions, right? I should put emotions in this because humans like to feel things. Humans are more than explosions, I'm told. Let's put some humans in this and have them have emotions. Look, they're emotioning. I, my work here is done. Look, I'm going to make Liz Tyler cry more. Every, like, this movie would be amazing if you cut the entire romance out of it. I'd be so happy. Well, it's, well, it's also like three to four minutes of the movie. <laughs> yes, it'd be three to four minutes shorter and I'd be happy. <laughs> of course, yeah. then again, without the romance scenes, when would I know when to go pee? <laughs> be like, oh, Liv Tyler and uh, Ben Affleck are oh talking, time to go pee. Maybe that's the actual code. It's the same with the Transformer movies. Whenever oh. Shia LaBeouf or Marky Mark has uh, an epiphany when they start spitting out gibberish or whatever, that's time when it's like, oh shit, yeah. that's right, I gotta take a piss. <laughs> and then by the time he's coming back, he's like, okay, is everybody ready? Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Those are explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> uh, do we spoil the end of this movie and the emotional climax? Uh, Can you even spoil a movie that's this old? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I'm pretty sure if you're still listening, you've watched Armageddon at least a dozen times. <laughs> uh, so the guy draws straws. Ben Affleck draws the short straw. He's gonna stay behind, and he's gonna blow up the. The rocket manually. Mm-hmm. So then John McClane steps in, pistol whips his ass, throws him in an elevator, pulls his uh, oxygen. Uh, so he's got to go up. He's like, oh, Harry, I love you. Well, and he's like, and it was my like, job. Oh, and he's like, no. It was my job. No, your job is to take care of my daughter. Oh, oh, that's too much responsibility. I don't know if I can do that, <laughs> Harry. This is a lot. <laughs> I'd I... much rather just blow up his comet. Oh my god. <laughs> you can take care of your daughter. Harry, I love you. Please do this. Amanda, this is an insight into a guy's psyche. They'd rather blow up a comet manually <laughs> than get married. Oh, oh I'm sorry. In the last, in the last movie, Leah Sobi- Lily Sobieski, whatever the fuck her name is, yeah. was like, here, take the baby. No, I don't want your fucking baby. <laughs> you don't want your sing shits. <laughs> I've already been in the car with it for like an hour. <laughs> but now I have to raise a child? Mm-mm. I'm out. With, with this freaky Google-eyed fuck? <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. You know who the true victim of that movie is? The girl stuck with her baby bar- brother she has to raise as her son. Being married to Elijah Wood in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> That's the movie that we need to see. <laughs> is how Lily Sobieski gets on with her life after... Yeah, and the real question is, who does she eat first, the baby or Elijah? Well, Elijah's got more meat. You know what? Maybe it's just going to go like a boy and his dog style. (laughs) Uh, 
Oh, man. So Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I do have to say about the end of Armageddon, when I first watched this movie, when I was like 12 years old or whatever, I watched it, I stayed up late with my brother, we had it like from Blockbuster, and the two of us were just weeping throughout the whole Aww. end of this movie. <laughs> just crying. Aww. And which now when I watch it, I've seen it so many times, I don't get emotional. But like my youngest sister is 16 and she had never seen Armageddon until earlier this summer and she and her boyfriend were both crying and they were like this is so sad and I was like yeah yep it is pretty sad like yeah no the thing is that you really really like Bruce Willis Mm -hmm. and so him dying for his daughter is like really truly like moving I don't have emotions over daddy daughter relationships in movies Steve does have uh, emotions over daddy movies although I did ball like a little baby during Moana because I have problems with grandma relationships mm-hmm. but I don't promise mm-hmm. they, they're, they're that one because everybody has their things so, they get them so you feel nothing over Harry Stamper dying for our sins so that we can all live no I <laughs> no, what I'm, say, I'm saying is I didn't cry I personally didn't cry but I totally relate to wanting to cry over it because I mean, he's a <laughs> likable character. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I can see why humans would want to cry about <laughs> I this. I see why humans have emotions about this. Michael Bay, Bay succeeded in his human emotion-making machine. <laughs> well done, Michael of the Bay. <laughs> I do Michael of wonder if part of it is that J.J. Abrams was one of the screenwriters for this. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, was... sure. oh, my God, of course. There was lens flares all over the place. <laughs> Steve did mention the number of lens flares. Oh, my God. So, wait, he was really a writer on this? Yeah, J.J. Yeah. Abrams was one of the screenwriters. Oh. You oh, told shit. me that we were watching it. You went, holy shit, honey, J.J. Abrams is attached oh, to this. Oh, it must have been during the credits when it popped up. Yeah. Well, obviously, my short term memory is below average. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, all right. Comic gets blowed up. Earth is saved whatever everybody land everybody steve else lands buscemi safely of everybody by the way steve buscemi volunteers for this with his space dementia and going home to nobody but his stripper girlfriend his stripper girlfriend yeah. yes um or, uh, yeah. why didn't they let him blow it up because i think they were afraid that he wasn't going to actually blow it up and would just let everyone die yeah i want a front row seat for this bitch <laughs> i don't know he seemed to be pretty with it right at that point yeah Anyway. He wasn't riding the nuclear bomb anymore. <laughs> so I feel like he was feeling better. He got a couple of fluids. He's had a sit down. <laughs> he had a snack. He was about, he had a Snickers <laughs> he bar. Just a snack. He was hungry. <laughs> you know how you get, Steve. We all make bad choices when we're hungry. So everybody's everybody's safe. Credits start rolling and you see the horrible eight millimeter footage of Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler's wedding. Well, her dad serenades her once again with I wanna close my eyes. I don't wanna fall Oh my god. I had a cousin who like the summer that that song was huge was like, Oh man, have you heard of this new band Aerosmith? Oh Jesus. Oh my god. You were just like, uh they're not a new band. It's just the first song you are aware of them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that that sounds up there with the, uh, hey, did you hear about this guy, Paul McCartney, who just dropped that beat with Kanye West and uh, Rihanna? Uh-huh. He's gonna He's going to be big one day. <laughs> uh, or my friend's little brother who's wearing an ACDC shirt, and I was like, oh, 
It's a good band. Oh, is that really a band? Uh, I, I just love electricity. Oh. oh, you kids nowadays need to learn. <laughs> I, if I recollect right, I believe I started screaming at him, Take it off! Take it off right now! You are not worthy! Wait, so just to clarify, you were telling a child to take their shirt off? Yes, to be fair, I was still a child myself. Oh. Oh, okay. That's, child that's child acceptable. <laughs> right, I, thought this, I thought this was like last month. It was you were Steve Buscemi. <laughs> you didn't know how old they were. So yeah, Armageddon. So there's a Metascore on IMDb. Which one do you think has a higher Metascore uh, between these two movies? It's got to be Armageddon. I mean, you can't hate on Bruce Willis. Amanda? I feel like I shouldn't say because I looked at this earlier. <gasps> okay. Yeah, it's Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> but but surprisingly close. It's 42 for Armageddon and 40 for Deep Impact. Yeah. That is too low for Armageddon. Yeah. And a little too high for Deep Impact. I'm Did sure uh, Round Tomato score is a little bigger discrepancy, but I, I thought oh, that was probably. weird that they were so similar. And I have some uh, fun facts for y'all if you want to hear about Ooh. them. Fun facts, super fun facts, is fun fun facts. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot for Deep Impact. Most of it was like, oh yeah, some of the events in the movie were uh, based on true events. Like apparently there was an astronomer who discovered a comet and then immediately died like in a real life car accident in 1997 oh. in, oh. in the outback of Australia. There was also uh, apparently in Deep Impact. There was also when it, during um, Morgan Freeman's speeches where he says, "Life will go on, we will prevail. This is not Armageddon." But apparently that last part was cut out when they realized they were going to be in direct competition with a movie called Armageddon. Oh, the exact same. Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, but now I have fun fun facts for Armageddon. Apparently, the previously mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for the role of Harry Stamper in this movie. Oh my god! That would have been so good! Yeah. That would have been a different movie. <laughs> Very different movie. But, movie. I don't know if I would have is, cried. I love you too, Grace. <laughs> we have to get to the drill! I'm not 100% sure the nuclear explosion would have killed him. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that have been the twist? He just would have gone firewalk style. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler like embracing. All of a sudden, you hear, <laughs> and then they got all his clothes burned uh, off. Yeah, like exactly. Terminator. Your clothes, yeah. give them to me. Oh. <laughs> Come with me if you want to leave. The comet is back. <laughs> so, uh, several other people turned down the role of Grace Stamper, the Liv Tyler role, including Denise Richards, Mia Jovovich, and. Ooh. And uh, Robin Wright. Oh. Which is weird, because she would have been, like, Bruce Willis-aged. Yeah. Right? Uh, Maybe a little off, She's but. a little... She's a bit younger, because I think she's about 50 right now. So, oh, okay, so yeah, Harry had her when, when he was, like, 12. Yeah, I can understand Yeah, that. yeah, because she's the same age as my mom. So Mia Jovovich in that role. Anybody right, right. <laughs> else excited? Yeah. All right. Hey, I, uh, I love see. some Mia Jovovich. In fact, I just you know rewatched uh, Dazed and Confused last night. Oh, nice. I, I I guess I like her more in like an action, like Fifth Element kind of thing, where she gets to be badass instead of like I always get frustrated with the the girlfriend at home or the wife at home like stereotype in movies which is so what Liv Tyler is she is both the fiance and daughter at home 
Yes, she yeah, is. You're absolutely. right. Mila Jovovich is much more uh, more equipped to be a hemophage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you seen the movie Ultraviolet? I have not seen that one. That's mm, pretty bad. But, <laughs> but it's Mia Jovovich being actiony. It's... An actiony vampire. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm sorry, hemophage. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like to make sure you pronounce that one properly. It's like, yeah. it's like Eon Flux with vampires. It's oh, okay. Pretty horrible. I'll be uh, honest. Apparently... I think I thought those were the same movie. Oh yeah, no, everybody else did too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Uh, NASA apparently shows Armageddon during their management training program. New managers are given the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible. At least 168 have been found. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was also the first movie in which the cast was actually allowed to use genuine NASA spacesuits. Uh, the, oh. the cast are the only civilians to ever wear NASA spacesuits, which cost over $3 million each. Holy bejesus. Wow. Right? So not even Apollo 13, huh? So, yeah. 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 Well, that, that one weird. is more... I mean... Those are older spacesuits, so that wouldn't be. Um, yeah, but I mean, they still have older spacesuits around. This is the first time they got to wear genuine ones. Yeah, genuine, like up to date ones or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so which would you recommend, Deep Impact or Armageddon? Amanda, uh, totally Armageddon, and uh, <laughs> I've been on Amazon. It is also. Part of the Criterion Collection, so... Oh my god, of course yeah, it should you be. You must. You must watch Armageddon. Mm -hmm. So wait, is Deep Impact part of the Criterion Collection? <laughs> no. <gasps> Shocking. Steve, which would you recommend? Oh, Armageddon all damn day. E even though it's like a half hour or 45 <laughs> minutes longer. It's so much more fun. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so now we're at the real question of this podcast. What did we learn from this movie? Or these movies. <laughs> these, these movies. movies. Yeah. Amanda, I, what, 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 what did you learn? I learned that teenagers should not get married. Fact. Uh, True. And I learned that for whatever reason, if, you know, we're about to be hit by some sort of large cosmic entity... Drills need to be involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> drills and nukes. <laughs> yes, drills and nukes. <laughs> Sweetie, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that Taglioni is still, in my opinion, one of the most obnoxious uh, female leads I can possibly see in a movie. I'm still very much afraid of Elijah Wood. Oh. Uh, and... Uh, that Bruce Willis is more likable than the entire cast of Deep Impact. Interesting. Including okay. President Freeman? You know, that's a tough one, putting Morgan Freeman versus Bruce Willis. Oh. But for my... And that's good. I think that that is very much up to personal preference. <laughs> for my personal preference, I think I have to go with Bruce Willis. I learned from the opening scene of Deep Impact that my Jeep may have a serious factory recall on its hand <laughs> with the explosion from that. Yes, um, I learned that Jeeps will explode in a ball of flame. <laughs> yeah, right. Green from flame. even the most minor of impact. <laughs> uh, and then from Armageddon, I learned um, NASA really doesn't have a whole lot of ideas for if a comet comes to <laughs> Oh, I did learn one more thing from these movies. I 
love space dementia. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I start giggling as soon as it's mentioned, and it becomes the only thing in my entire like Google search history. <laughs> is it up there with uh, amnesia in movies? Like it's. Uh... Oh no! Space dementia is way more fun. <laughs> Way more fun. <laughs> How about you, Amanda? Which would you prefer? Dem- uh, amnesia or space dementia? Which would you prefer personally? Personally, like to experience? Exactly. I'm going to go with space dementia because yeah. at least like the cure for that is, you know, just tying me to a chair for a while till we get back to Earth. And possibly a snack. That's true. <laughs> and I will do anything that involves snacks. Yeah. Here, here, Amanda, have this Snickers bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? You know how you get when you're in space. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm no longer Steve Buscemi. I'm back to being Amanda. Oh, my God. That would totally be a commercial, too. You look like Steve Buscemi. All of a sudden, you go back. It's like, how do you feel? Better. Guys. And you're like a Victoria's Secret supermodel or something. Snickers Somebody, please. Somebody, please, please, please Photoshop this or like whatever you do, edit this into a Snickers commercial where Amanda is Steve Buscemi until she has a Snickers. <laughs> oh my God, please do. <laughs> I will, I will, Steve going, you know how you get in space. I will like, I will provide a picture of my head or I will have my husband take a picture of me tied to a chair. To make this happen. <laughs> wow, that's love right there. Mm-hmm. Twitter, I am calling you out you know, right now. You know, we've watched a lot of forensic files the past couple of days. I don't know if <laughs> having your husband tie you to a chair is, and then like saying later, like, no, 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 it was totally for an internet video thing. Yeah, I'm sure if it something, was, if sir. Something, if you were to bump your head or something, he would be going straight to jail. <laughs> but then, there is blood and semen of his all over that place. But then there would be this podcast as evidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. They'd yeah. be like... This would be admissible in court. Uh-huh, they'd be calling you up and being like, uh, so we need to use this podcast in this court case. <laughs> Hello, future jurors! <laughs> hey, that's more downloads for us. <laughs> At least 12. <laughs> Her husband claimed they were shooting pictures for an internet video. The podcast confirmed it. <laughs> Steve and Izzy were called in to testify, but they kept getting distracted by Nicolas Cage memes. So this trial... <laughs> Did you see this one? Where they photoshopped his face on a cucumber. <laughs> no, not the bees. And, not then, the bees. and then my husband would be like, wait, I want to see that meme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, there is a website. I'm going to look it up really quick, Steve. You keep talking to Amanda because I have to recommend it to Amanda and all our our listeners and it's about Nicolas Cage Ooh. Well, Amanda thank you first and foremost thank you for joining us here on everything I learned from movies where can we find you on the interwebs yeah uh, you can find my podcast Amanda's Picture Show a go-go on Twitter at Amanda's Pick Show that's where I met Steve and Izzy and uh, we also have a Facebook and an Instagram which is the full title Amanda's Picture Show a go-go and then, as I mentioned, I also have uh, Culture Papagogo, which is a podcast I do with my mom and sisters about pop culture. And we're on Facebook and Twitter for that. Excellent, excellent. And of course, you can find us at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter. Uh, we're also on the Facebook, Instagram, Etsy. Etsy. Ooh. That's right. We have some wonderful art up at uh, EILFM.etsy.com. 
uh, my lovely wife, the lovely artist, made. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we're on Podbean for easy downloading on your phone, elfm.podbean.com. And uh, Izzy, did you find the website? I did. So, Amanda, go ahead and Google Nick Cage as everyone. It's a Blogspot blog, N-I-C-C-A-G-E as everyone. And it's literally just, it's an older website. It has been updated in a few years. But it is literally just hundreds and hundreds of posts of people photoshopping Nicolas Cage's face on everything from Nick Nolte to Lego figures. Oh! <laughs> oh my god, I've heard of this before! <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm not gonna lie, there have been a couple times in my life where I've spent days going through this website. Oh, the bees, the bees. <laughs> I... So check that so check that out as well. Free plug, not even sponsored. Yeah, the... For a website that hasn't been updated in like four years. <laughs> <laughs> ah, back to sorry, I, just, uh, in... I just looked at a oh picture. Sounds <laughs> like she found it. it. <laughs> everyone in one of the Twilight movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everyone go to this website oh and you're welcome. So until next time. <laughs> until next time. I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And that's Amanda. I'm Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> this is Everything I Learned, Learned from, from Movies. movies. <laughs> night, Have a good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>